You are about to receive messages that may be harmful to your mental state. Your sense of reality will be questioned. Your view on things will be altered. You are now part of the meta. The meta controls everything. The meta determines what will and will not happen. You are watching the meta show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Meta Show. I'm your host, Brisker Ball. Today is Saturday, September the 26th, the last Saturday in the month of September. I am joined alongside my erstwhile best friend and, and co-host of all time, The Matani. I am, uh, it, 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 is, it is a good afternoon. Hello, everybody. We have a, a blue shirt episode for you, for, uh, for me. I'm not sure where I am on the alignment chart for blue. I'm Maybe neutral evil, lawful evil. You are, I don't know. You are I lawful evil. Lawful today. evil. So it's going to be good guy mittens today. Uh, and, and that's important because uh, we have a bunch of people who are really pissed off at CCP and a lot of confusion, uh, a lot of action this episode. So we have two big things we're going to be talking about. Uh, one is obviously the space war because we always talk about the space war. Uh, we have Asher Elias who's going to be joining us and explaining us to us how to lose jackdaws. I'm very excited about that a little bit later on in the show. But to begin with, and this is something, one of the reasons why I'm in a blue shirt today is that this is something that is uh, too much for my little mint and brain to process, right? Like when we when we dive into the nitty gritty of which asteroids are going where in space and it doesn't have anything to do with metagaming, war, murder, spying, or any of the fun stuff, I, my, I just deer in the headlights. And so we have uh, arranged a panel of experts. Uh, we have uh, Angry Mustache, who uh, does not have sufficient gravitas to be taken seriously by CCP, but is being taken seriously by <laughs> the entire community because he wrote one of the best analyses that I've seen, analyses that I've seen of the resource redistribution. Uh, we also have Kenneth Feld, who is the CSM representative from Pandemic Legion, who is a known production and industry expert. And we have a nominee with us. And so basically, uh, Brisk and I are going to be asking these guys questions questions and they're going to try to explain to me in small words that I might be able to comprehend uh, what the implications of all of this stuff uh, is going and I'm sure the the soon the resurgence of mining and low sec because when I think of low sec I think of isogen and noxium and I'm sure that's exactly what the low sec people have been asking for for years is unique things to, to mine, mine in low sec that's all I got. So let's uh, let's get stuck in here and find out what the hell is going on. Why don't? All right, everybody. <laughs> Our top story of the day is austerity. Welcome to New Eden. As we noted, welcome to our roundtable. We have a roundtable of known industry experts from across the game. And as amazing as you guys always argue and yell at me about, we have both sides represented. We have PL and Goons together on the same show, on the meta show. It's not Headliner, but it's it's better because Kenneth Feld has a better beard than Headliner. So welcome, guys. want to thank you all for coming in. Uh, we are we wanted to talk about these changes. Make sure to remember to unmute your mics on Zoom. <laughs> these are pretty significant changes. Uh and I'll run through briefly, you know, what we saw in the dev blog. Essentially, what CCP wants to do, and they started this last, I want to say December, they have identified and, and believe that there is too much wealth, too much income, too many stockpiles of minerals and other types of things in the game, and they're trying to do what they can to reduce those. 
So they've gone through a multiple, multi-stage uh, list of changes to try to make, to, to try to, to right-size the economy and fix the ecosystem. They want to create what they are calling a healthy ecosystem. We don't know what that is. They haven't shared with us what that is, but that is what their uh, ostensible goal is, and that's what these changes uh, are supposed to do. So part of what they do is they specifically remove certain types of minerals from certain types of space, make them exclusive to one area of the game. They reduce the amount that you can mine from each of these asteroids, and, and, and that is going to have an impact on a lot of different things. And that's why, essentially, what has happened over the last couple of days since this announcement yesterday, uh, we've seen a lot of people viewing this as Chaos 2.0, this is the mineral equivalent of the blackout, and people are very concerned about it. So we wanted to throw it open, talk to our, our, our crew here today about these changes and and find out from them what they think the, the biggest impacts are going to be and what they think this is going to do and what they think this is going to mean for the ecosystem. So I'll throw it out first to Kenneth. Kenneth, you've seen this. You're on the CSM. You're all, alongside Anominate and I. You are probably the key industrialist in, in PanFam. Uh, can you talk a little bit about these changes, what you saw, what you see is, what you think is going to be the most important and impactful, uh, and what you think is going to be the result? Well, uh, some of the things that people aren't talking about, of course, Isogen being locked to low sec, Noxium being semi-locked to low sec. There is still going to be a small bit left in null sec. Um, Noxium has also been a bottleneck for probably close to a year now. So you combine these two factors and the fact that yesterday, 180 million NOx changed hands in JITA. A normal day is 50 million. So it was only about three and a half times a typical day. And the reason that more didn't change hands is because frankly, there isn't any more. It's already more than double the price and there's about 16 million left for a decent price and even less left for um, a horrible price. So you factor that in and you take isogen. Uh, 5.2 billion isogen changed hands yesterday, and that's about 26 times the normal daily average. So, but everyone has isogen. There's tons of isogen e everywhere. So I really think you got to look at the NOx. Something you have to consider right now, if you look at their numbers, for a rank four and a rank five, I don't know, that's the enormous and the, I don't mind. So, but the, the two highest an anomalies in high sec, you have to clear a four and a five 200 times in order to get enough Noxium to build a single Titan. And then you're going to have a lot of other stuff left over, obviously. But that's what you need to do to build a single Titan. Wait, can you, can you say that again? You have to do what 200 times as much what okay so crokite is the only thing in null sec that's going to have noxium right and there's 2500 crokite in a level four and there's 5000 in a level five now these are the new numbers so if you take that down and you take off 100 to make one compressed and a compressed is going to give you 800 noxium now that's and i also didn't take into the refining account so that'll cut it by 10 percent. but nevertheless it's roughly that. If you take all that up, the amount that you need to get to get to 12 million or 13 million Noxium, which is roughly about what you need for a Titan, you're, you're going to have to mine out a four and a five 200 times to build one Titan. Now, 
low sec, you know, if low sec mines, then there will be more isogen coming from the low sec area. But uh, I, I'm strictly focusing on null sec right now. So here, here's a question. Um, we'll get into sort of the Gini coefficient, like inequality effects of pre-existing groups that have lots of titans and what the implications are of making it exponentially more difficult to, to do that. Uh, but if Noxium is already a bottleneck, one of the things that I was sort of confused by this is that in my mind, whenever I've heard things about what Losec wants, Losec wants like faction warfare to get fixed or, you know, Losec is like its very own like PVP ecosystem. And when I think of PVE in Losec, I'm normally only thinking about like level five missions that people might be running and things like that. Is there even mining in Losec? And if Noxium is already a bottleneck currently, what would need to change in order to supply essentially that that mineral basket that the rest of the galaxy needs for just basic spaceships? Like, what are we going to need to see here to avoid having battleships be costing four hundred million isk base for just a hull price? My my gut feel is, and and we don't know. CCP mm -hmm. has been very clear that that you know we don't we don't get to know. Is I, I just want to I think they want to see where the point is for if we put this carrot out in low sec and you mine head and hem and how many million per hour can you make like if 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 noxium price starts going up and all of a sudden you can mine hedbergite in low sec and make 400 million an hour in a rockwell will they mine it what happens if noxium keeps going up and it's now 600 million an hour to mine it will some barges try and sneak out of there you know, three hours before downtime when there's the PCU is the lowest and maybe get away with it. Um, you know, you would need uh, to have low sec next door. So this would probably increase the property values of regions that are near low sec. If it got to the point that you need to have like locust fleets. God, the last thing I really want to do though is like ask. Yeah, like, hey guys, let's all get together and go mine in, in low sec so we can get some noxium. And, and obviously, fun. yeah, we don't live in low sec. Um, but the two people on the CSM that do live in low sec um, are, uh, how do we put this nicely, fervently against this plan. Um, but nevertheless, it is a plan and it's what CCP are going to do. They don't intend to do it. They are doing it. And oh boy. Um, I guess we'll all find out what happens together. Uh, you know, and as we were talking about off air before this started, the larger groups, you know, we have billions and billions of minerals laying around um, just waiting for, uh, you know, a 49U or, or a BTAC R or something like that. And, you know, go home, lick our wounds and rebuild. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and we can absorb a few of those at least, um, but not everyone can. And, and now the ability to resupply is, is, is going to be severely limited um there's going to be have to some creative plans being formulated by groups to uh to get the resources that they need huh. to that point i wanted to ask uh, angry mustache angry you had put a a pretty solid critique up on reddit and i'll link it in the chat uh of what you think was wrong or at least what do you think the issues are going to be uh with this release with these changes can you walk us through your concerns because i'm interested in hearing more about it because it sounds to me, you, you did the math, and it looks like they're not focused on the right thing, as far as I can tell. Right. So my concern was basically is, what is CCP trying 
to do because the mineral changes in means they have to have a goal and from what most of us would think their goal is reducing the ability for people to build and field a thousand titans and so forth and i think the the reason they missed it is that ultimately everything in eve is backed by man hours of work um with however with i mean so for example in the beginning of the game you might have been you have your barges and you have your you know regular boost so it's going to be you know a thousand man hours to build a titan of mining to build a titan and that's that's not accurate um but say say after Rorqual come out that number drops to 360 so uh, because you know Rorqual's mine three times as much so i think the the core issue is that they think if we make it so that you have to you have to if the mine you still have to put in a thousand hours of work to get your titan there's better ways to do it than making it so that um, that every other ship is also affected because the fundamental problem is that titans and subcaps all come out of T1 minerals. You, they are intrinsically linked, and uh, as long as as long as that's the case, right? You can't if you want to make titans more expensive, you also make subcaps more expensive, and without without adjusting the build materials to separate the connection, you're never going to get to this situation where you can actually balance titan costs and subcap costs independently like they should be. And I, I, I mean, I, I have just a very inept and ignorant understanding of all these things. So I'm like the designated dumbass who's going to ask the, the dumbass questions. And I'm angry either you or Kenneth or maybe a nominee can jump in here on this. I'm not sure whether this is a CSM question or what. But my impression about this change so far seems to be kind of like you know, CCP keeps saying that they have a plan, but they don't tell us what the end goal is or like they're, they're going to do something to get rid of these stockpiles. But none of the things that they're doing seem to actually be aimed at getting rid of any stockpiles, right? Uh, I kind of have the impression that it's like they stated a holiday in Express and that they are now inside of a nuclear reactor control room and they are just pressing buttons and they're like hey like we don't know what these buttons are going to do and we're not we're going to make no secret about the fact that we have no idea what these buttons do but we're going to press the buttons and hope that uh something wonderful happens and it's not chernobyl right <laughs> because it's just like the the it appears that there is a disconnect between the goals as stated uh, in terms of what they're aiming to do, which is reduce stockpiles, introduce resource scarcity, and then the methods that they're talking about. Like, I, I don't understand how Noxium in low sec has anything to do with reducing pre-existing stockpiles from, from players. Uh, in Nominate, do you, on, in like CSM land, you, you and Kenneth are both on the CSM. In Nominate, I haven't, like, you haven't been called on yet. Can you talk about like maybe from a CSM perspective, like, uh, politely, what the hell? <laughs> um, I'm not really sure. Like the everything that angry mustache said is like dead on. Um, I think one of the right now one of CCP's big focuses is on new players, but because they're targeting scarcity through minerals, they're disproportionately going to be hurting the T1 ships, the battle cruisers, the uh, the battleships. Like the battle cruisers are the worst ones. What's the first like really big ship that a new player gets into? It's a battle right. cruiser, and they're ships that most people enjoy flying. That anyone can fly without too much training. And by you know when you keep increasing the mineral prices, you're forcing more and more into the uh, hack meta that people are getting more and more sick of. Newbies can't really participate in it. I mean, you know you need a year or two of training to really fly hacks well. 
and like they're by focusing on the minerals as the source of scarcity they're overwhelmingly affecting the lower end of the ship scale to try and get the titans and what frustrates me or at least what i'd like to hear from you guys about is it seems to me that without addressing what goes into these bpos and these bpcs to make these ships without changing that formula you're really just you're only impacting one side of of the of the of the required i guess formula for fixing scarcity yes you're fixing the income you're fixing the creation side but the demand side that's not going to change it's going to be the same as it is and you've got these these existing stockpiles of minerals that are already out there they're not going to get chewed up any faster unless we suddenly start destroying more ships. Now, yes, we are in the middle of a war. We've seen 10, 12 trillion-esque worth of, of, of losses on both sides. I think it's true that it, it's important that, they, that they, they work on this. But do you guys think, and I'll throw this open to the group, do you guys think that it would have been beneficial if they had tweaked some of the mineral compositions of these ships to make it more needed, make make the stockpiles dwindle faster would that would that have been something that you would have uh liked to have seen or suggested to them if we had the opportunity for well i think the uh if there's uh, there's some good articles out there about uh, uh currency inflation in mmos and how currency inflation is a thing that happens and a thing you have to deal with as a game designer and one of the ways around it is to basically create new currencies and you see this in every game and minerals are, minerals are one of those currencies in EVE Online. Um, they have become, they have inflated out of control in a way that is not bad for the subcapital side of it. I think it's good for the subcapital side of it, but it, you know, it has led to way too many supercapitals. And the way to deal with that is new currencies, you know, new things that like new, new build requirements for the Titans that are better controlled that don't uh, affect the lower end of the game. And the like, this isn't even a new problem. Um, this is probably the first big balance problem that CCP ever ran into. You know, when the game was first released, the map was very different. The um, what was now high sec was low sec and even null sec. Like there was a system one jump out of a MAR was actually null sec. And those systems all had Arcanor and Bistit. And so the people who were there for those first couple of weeks of the game, we were there in our rookie ships. We were mining Arcanor and Bistit. We were selling it to NPC buy orders and just generating a ton of ISK, turning those into BPOs, turning them into um, production lines, turning them into cruiser production lines, and generally building a huge head start on wealth. Not just ISK, but wealth. And then CCP saw that this was going too quickly, and they uh, they redid the map to look like it does today. Uh, One of you needs to mute your fucking microphone because there's a, an a echo, echo in the background. There we go. Keep going. Now. I'm sorry. Yeah. So then they redid the map to look like it does today, and they moved all the Arknor Bistit out into the deep null sec, and the game changed. You now had these people who were there for the first couple of weeks who were flying cruisers, had, had cruiser blueprints, had, had, were starting to get the battleship blueprints. Um, and then you had the newer guys who were stuck there mining Amber and spending 
a week to try and get their f upgraded uh, frigate. And that wealth disparity created in those first few weeks took a decade to, to sort of boil out of the game. So Stalking uh, actually asked a good question, and I'd like to, to throw this out to you guys uh, in particular. Uh, what do you think, do you think it would be feasible for them to add T2 building materials to the capital components to, to, to create another bottle? Do you think that would create a bottleneck? Would that be beneficial? Would it help drop the Moongoo uh, stocks that we have out there? What do you guys think? I don't uh, think so. Yeah. Well, it depends on which Moongoos, because the thing, right, is that you're you're shifting the build pool from from capital sharing with T1 subcaps to capital share, sharing with T2 subcaps, which I think is no better because with capital so strong, um, if you add if you add T2 subcap production materials to their build materials, you're going to drive up the cost for T2 versus capital balance. However, there is there are several types of moon which aren't used as much, which is the R4s and R8s. Nobody uses them; they're trash. Their ore is worth less than like than than regular minerals. So if you did that, I think there wouldn't be as much of an issue. But you, I don't think it's plausible to add R64 and R32 to capital well, uh, building materials. Those BPOs already exist in the game. Uh, they're used to build one ship right now, jump freighters. That's it. There's actually eight BPOs in the game that aren't used for anything. When I pointed, when I first got on the CSM and I pointed it out to uh, a few people on our private Slack channel, I was uh, challenged. And uh, after they figured out that I was right, they were surprised. Um, they've been in the game forever and they're never used. They're not used for a single thing. Um, so there is plenty of room to add that to capital building one it would make capital building a lot more um i don't want to say difficult but it would be a a, a multi-tiered activity and would slow down the production quite a bit because you would need more people building different inputs that kind of stuff you'd have to gather from multiple areas of space um and to keep them relatively the same cost where you you could it, it, one more lever to pull on cost because you could add in the BPOs for these capital components and then lower the mineral requirements so capital ships weren't weren't based nearly as much on minerals, which would free up minerals for T1, drop the price of T1, which is kind of what we're looking to do. Tech 2 would take a hit on price, but CCP has said openly and publicly, I believe, because I heard this from someone else, I didn't hear from the CSM, that they think 2T... T2 is too cheap, so that would put more pressure on Tech 2 ships, drive up that cost, make capitals more difficult to produce, especially Titans and Supers, which would put even more pressure on people that produce them, therefore limiting how the throughput on a Titan, limiting how fast you can build, therefore limiting the Titans, increasing the price on T2, and reducing the pressure on T1 minerals. Therefore, T1 cruisers, battleships, that kind of stuff uh, may not increase in price as much with the scarcity. If that kind of, if you can follow that whole sequence there. Kenneth, uh, the, the audience would like to know if you were willing to share which uh, BPOs no longer work or are not oh, used for um, each, each race has, if you look at the, it's like the um, capital superconductor rails, capital... It's it's the same ones you use for guns. If you look at a if you look at a Tech Two Capital gun, 
whatever it uses in the non-capital form for a T2 input, there is a capital BPO of that same caliber that was not used in 2016. I, I begged them to use it. And, and whoever, I, I don't even remember who was doing industry, Euterbium was on his way out. And I don't think they wanted to deal with it. So those were, were never used. But, and then the other BPOs are the pulses. So like the EM pulse, the radar pulse, whatever those pulses are um, that, that are used for like the ECM in, in the, in the um, non-capital world, they used to build the ECM jammers and um, diff different things like that on the subcap level. Um, the same thing for the, the capitals. Those are not used for anything. So like the, the, the sensor cluster is a capital component that you could easily roll those uh, capital BPOs into in lieu of some minerals. And, and they're already there. They're already in the game. It's literally just change a number. And all of a sudden, those are required to build those BPOs. So let me ask you guys this. Uh, based on what they're trying to do, they're locking in specific minerals that are extremely useful to certain regions. Do you guys think that's a good idea? Do you think it's going to have the impact that they want it to have? I'll throw this open to the group. I, I, I don't want to speculate on whether it's a good idea, but uh, I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen. Right. Um, I was on talking in station yesterday and there was two high sec miners that are both trying to make a deal with snuff. One's trying to make a deal with stuff and one's trying to make a deal with someone else to um, get a mining permit, if you will, for a low sec. Um, you know, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to come up to a business decision, right? If, if they can mine 500 million an hour, they pay snuff 100 million an hour to, to mine freely without getting dropped on every three minutes. And, and it's profitable for them. Then they're going to do it. If, if they can't, then, then they're not. And then, then you've got to look at the PLs, the NCs, the goons of the world, the test and brave of the world. And are they going to, like, is goons going to, what was that program y'all had, the diplomatic something or other thing with LOSEC? Are you guys going to oh, go out and try advisory and, programs? Yeah, like that's that. it. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys going to try and take Iridia or Corzor well, or one a, of the other places down there? It's a good thing that we live and, next to LOSEC if we had to do that. I mean, that's you know right. convenient. I mean, it would really suck if you lived in, like, um, I don't Drone know, the, the drone regions or yeah. the, the, the galactic southeast or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah someplace that, did, that didn't, didn't order. Uh, <laughs> Um, so here's like, I'm just trying to figure out here. Like I, I expect it's going to screw the little guy because whenever CCB does something like this and they don't understand what's going on or they make promises about things that are going to happen down the line, whatever, um, they, they clearly don't seem to understand exactly how things work. And I'm fine with that. Right. Like I'm, I'm sort of used to that. But my, my question, I guess is, do we have an, like, can I get like an estimate from somebody like, in like a month if this goes through and again like i don't even think we've talked about the fact that like mercoxid which last time i checked was critical for t2 production is getting nerfed by 90 percent right like so or is it's, that going to make a difference kenneth is it mercoxid doesn't matter okay don't worry about that there, there's there's literally billions and billions of that stuff from years Huge stockpiles because, don't worry about it yeah because you, yeah, you had more fight yeah you had to clear it to roll the belts and and very little is used in tech 2 I mean, I can build like a thousand hacks, and I think I only use like five or six hundred uh, thousand. Okay, so that doesn't matter. Is it no, really just yeah. is not like is it just like bottom line for my simple mitten brain? 
uh, is it just like Noxium Losec? Is that the, the bottleneck that is like where we should like, you know, take away from this is holy shit, what the fuck Noxium and Losec is? Is that where? Yeah, I, Isogen, I don't think shit will be, be dead by the time Isogen's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that locking Isogen into Losec is, is fine because everybody has said it, it's, it's been a waste resource for the longest time. So it's just sitting mm -hmm. there. Sort of like Noxium, Thulium, is I guess. Yeah. And it's been a bottleneck. It. And it's going to be more of a bottleneck now, which I think. I don't know. See, uh, Caleb in the chat mentions this is about this is about resource gathering. It's not about industry, but the resulting changes to the resource gathering have direct impacts on industry, which is going to have direct impacts on players. For me, I'm not a miner. I don't like mining. One of my one of my slogans that everyone in, in it is aware of when Brisk is asked about mining, my phrase is "fuck mining." I'm not a miner. I don't like mining. I like miners. I don't like mining. It's I think. But I, I know that's where my ships come from, so I want to make them happy. And if the, if it's going to be more difficult to gather resources and move them around, that and I think we haven't even talked about that uh, the compression issue. Uh, I think that's th this is going to have an impact on everybody. So I think we all need to, to to focus in on that. And that's why one of the reasons why we want to talk to industry guys, in particular, like Kenneth and 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 Nam and the guys that know this stuff, because this ha this will have an impact on the on the larger meta in the game, especially if it means that. What I think potentially could happen is the haves are going to have as much as they had before and more, and the have-nots are going to have a harder time catching up. And that's what, one of the, the unintended consequences that I'm concerned about. But uh, do we want to talk about the compression issue? Because I know that that's a thing. Did you want to bring that up? I have, not, I have not done the calculations on that other than, you know, I, I know that we're typically in the 20 to 30 to, 20 to, 30 to 1 range on compression. And the new, oh crap, which one did I say the other day? I don't remember. One of them is down to six to one um, on compression. So if you, if you just do the rough math on that, that's basically a four times loss in compression value. So it would used to take seven and a half jump freighters and you could build a Titan. Now you're looking at roughly 30 jump freighters to build a Titan, assuming everything else goes to roughly about the same. So, I, like I said, I haven't done the math, but, you know, just, just moving stuff around is going to be much more difficult because you get much less minerals from the same cubic meter of ore. I'm sorry, I need to comment on something that was just said in chat here. Um, changes from secondary and tertiary effects is not fair. The, the secondary and tertiary effects are the ones that matter. You can't just, like, say well this is this item is too cheap we're going to make it more expensive and then ignore everything that that impacts the, everything right. in eve is connected you can't just you can't turn one knob and say well that this dial looks better even though all these other dials just exploded that's not an improvement and let me be clear you know we are we are not we're not casting judgment one way or the other on these changes and that's our the goal for this show for us at least for the host, at least for Mittens and I, we we are here to educate and discuss and to bring up and to figure concerns. out what the fuck is I, going like, on. I We're think just trying to figure uh, out what's going to happen, and I think that's that's the hard part because we know that these changes are temporary. We know that this is a three part process. We're at the end of part one, according to the devs. We know that this is going to we're going to see some more changes down the road, and that, and we're we're going to go from the current the current section, which is scarcity. We're going to jump into resource redistribution, whatever that means. And then we're going to get to dynamic redistribution, whatever, or dynamic distribution, whatever that means. So we're, we know we're in the start of the process. We know that these changes were coming. I think we all want a healthy ecosystem for the game. 
I think the question is, we don't know where we're going, and I don't know if that means it's hard for us to determine if these changes are going to get us where we're supposed to be going. I, I so would I actually, I've got to disagree because oh, no. I, I think what we're so for you know everyone who's been in the game for less than five or six years that you know you've you've only ever seen an Eve where like a null set group can be self sufficient um, through most of Eve's history like. Industry in Nullsec wasn't a thing that happened. The only thing that got built in Nullsec was super capitals because it's the only place you could build them. You know, high ends came from high sec. That's the way it worked. Um, you know, we're just kind of going back to that. the The prices are going to be skewed, sure, and what, how much mining actually happens in low sec is an unknown. But I mean, it's it's just a return to the way things used to work, where. Uh, you know, NullSec is going to probably start doing more of their industry in high sec and then shipping uh, goods, not minerals, into NullSec. And, you know, the game will keep on going. Prices will shift. Uh, prices will dictate the metas that people use. I mean, like, the game's not, is, this isn't killing the game or anything. It's maybe, it may or may not be killing, like, NullSec mining or, um, you know, having some other impacts, but it's, it's not the end of the game. It's not the end of the world. It's a place that the game was at for more than a decade and things functioned. So one of the questions in the chat, and this is something that I want to bring up, the old way of, of moving stuff, moving minerals into NullSec pre-2015-2016 changes was you manufacture 425 millimeter rails, you put them in a jump freighter, you put them in a freighter, and you move them to mm -hmm. NullSec. You reprocess, you get the minerals, and you, and you, and you build from there. Do you guys see that as a thing? Is reprocessing going to be a thing again? Are we going to see people people start reprocessing all of their uh, junk loot that they get when they're running uh, sites to get Gun minerals from it? Gun mining is going to be a thing again. Yeah, it, it, if they keep it at fifty five right now, okay. Let me let me preface this. Uh, there was a lot of things that I thought were absolutes six months ago that I do not no longer consider them absolutes. Um, I didn't think I would ever see um, reprocessing greater than 55% for modules. I now believe that that may change. Um, I never thought, well, I'm, I'm not going to say the other one because it's probably a little too much, but, but reprocessing modules, if they crank that up to 65 or 70%, um, I, I could see that being not worthwhile to buy minerals in Jita and build like we used to, but I could see you making a conscious decision to reprocess your loot as opposed to taking meta stuff to Jita and try and sell it. That that could definitely um, come up. And uh, for, for you two, if you look at Slack, there was something just, it kind of makes our point on a few things. But um, yeah, it's, it's, there's going to be a lot of changes. There's going to be a lot more hauling. Um, a lot more freighters running around high sec um, because all that ore will have to go to market a lot more chance for ganking. Um, I just tuned back in. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going on that we haven't seen activity. We haven't seen in quite some time. Is this the that, kind of thing actually that, that brings up a point. So talking about a need for more freighter runs and things like that. One of the things that I am, I'm interested in here is 
this change isn't going to happen in a vacuum, right? It, it's coming after the quantum core stuff was announced. And so that is a huge upfront cost to anybody who needs to have a Citadel anywhere, right? So there's that. Then you have this situation going on. Um, now, when you're talking about a need for more hauling and things like that, is this something that is going to, uh, is the Niarja situation going to compound the difficulty in a resource scarcity environment? If there's going to be more of a need for hauling to and from Jita now that Empire has been cut in two, or is that really, am I that, reaching? That's only assuming that Jita stays Jita. I've said for quite some time that I think Amar and maybe even something further south pops up. And, oh, it'd and just be tragic and, if Amar became the new trade hub. That would be that'd be awful. so sad. Or, or or not us. a not a new trade hub, but but I mean, mm. as, as you well know, goons haven't used Jita indexing really much for anything over right. what probably twelve to eighteen months. Um, I've pushed for that in PL. PL went away from using Jita for most things probably six to eight months ago, somewhere around there. We just, you just can't rely on it. Like, you know, five years ago, Jita was the, I mean, that was the gold standard. That, that was like Fort Knox, but now it's shit. I mean, you can go there sometimes and, and there's not even stuff not, to buy. Not stuff. You, you, right. That's, you're absolutely right, Kenneth. And that's one of the things I think is interesting is that Jita has been the fundamental trade hub for a while, but between the Nyarja issue and other things, you're seeing other trade hubs becoming just as, 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 as filled and, and easy to find stuff as Gita. look at the MER for the last month. Right. Exactly. It, it's already showing you up. Look at the trade. You can start seeing that it's going down. A lot yeah, of people so. uh, got mad about Niarja. Well, it's making, makes trading so much harder, but oh, poor babies. I think, I think it's babies. actually probably the best map change that has happened to the game ever. And one of the best changes that has had just that simple, that simple one little change, I think, it was probably had a more positive impact on the game than any any other thing CCP has done in years. You know, over for the last decade, all of the trade hubs other than Jita and Amar have been slowly dying, and this is the opening to bring them back, and we're already seeing that happening. Yet more examples of the Imperium being a positive force for change in New Eden. <laughs> Everyone who has enjoyed Niarja and all the wonderful things it has done, you are, also, you are welcome. I also like the fact that Niarja <laughs> gives the the, uh, the blockade runners a legitimate reason to exist in high sec. There you go. Because the blockade it's runners true. can run yeah. Niarja. Exactly. That's the only way to get through now. But you can't carry as much, saying, but you can still get through a lot. Back what we were saying before, though, this hurts the middle groups disproportionately. Because the goons, the pan fans of the world, we have our own keep stars, we have our own currency, we have our own markets, everything's handled internally. You, know, you try and do that with some of the alliances that are between 500 and 2,500 people, they don't have the resources to be completely self-sufficient. Mineral issue aside, even if they could get the minerals, getting the industry and, and the multitude of stuff that you need to run an alliance, they have to rely on someone. And if they happen to live in the galactic north and Amar becomes much more of a trade hub, it's worse for them. If they happen to live, say, Providence or something like that, then having Amar will, will help them significantly. Um, and that's just more nuances to this system. I, I don't say, I want to say they were unintended, but it's just second and third order changes that are going to affect everyone much more than just 
hey, Noxium's only available in low sec because TRIT is now locked to high sec. And no one's talking about that because, yeah, puppies will mine Veldspar. Yeah, no. until there's 10,000 puppies out there and 400 people running around a catalyst blowing right. them up every five minutes. <laughs> so exactly. it's, it's, you know, the, 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 there's an entire circle there that people aren't even focusing on. And I think that's, that's low-hanging fruit that's flying under the radar. Um, but it, it will become a thing if the belts start filling up. Now, I don't know about the orcas, the whole orca thing that you can make an orca hull tanked, and basically it costs more in catalyst to blow it up than, than the ship costs. Um, maybe you wait till it fills up with trit and then blow it up, and hopefully the trit drops, and that's your money. Uh, I, I don't have a good answer for that. But, um, but all of that means more ships in space and more hauling because mining takes time. So is it really bad for the game? It's hard to tell. If there's more ships in space, more stuff blowing up, it's hard to say that that's bad for the game. But again, this is all speculation. We don't know what's going to happen. Everyone keeps get so mad, they log out so, and the game closes. Yeah, and I, and I think I'm that's teasing. The issue. I, I'm teasing. But, well, I mean, that's the, but that's the thing. I think like, like all of these changes, it's going to take a month or two for us to, for them to bake in, people to realize what's going on. I don't think we're going to start seeing really any kind of major changes in behavior for at least a couple of weeks after this goes live, assuming it goes live. I don't know. I, I, what's, when's the next, I guess next middle of October would be the next time that they would do a, a, Probably. a, a patch. I would assume we'll start seeing that stuff maybe in November at that point. And then, you know, that hopefully they'll be watching and iterating on it. They've said that the CCP stream they did yesterday made it clear that they're going to pay attention and see what players do and, make changes based on that and i think that's all we can hope for are but we gonna, are we gonna talk about the ccb stream and how it like pissed off like you know so i woke up yesterday at like 2 p.m because i was up until five in the morning like brainstorming with the guys about stuff this was a couple days ago i wake up uh in the afternoon and i'm expecting to do space war stuff which is what i like to do because it doesn't melt my brain and then there was all of this crap everywhere and that ccb had done a stream and that they had basically is there a clarification or if they walked back the stuff about how high sec botting is low impact and they don't care about people like what the hell did they say on the stream and have they walked that back there was some sort of a like it's fine if people bot in high sec if orcas like one what the fuck two have they walked that back three what the fuck so as far as i could tell they've not walked it back yet uh i i, I don't want to i don't want to put words in their mouths but what what i believe Ratati said was they were focusing on what they considered to be high impact botting and i would assume that that is isk related because that's direct money high that goes straight into botting. rmt right and i guess they're i guess they consider the mining body, potentially whatever's happening at high sec with, with orcas and everything, that that is lower impact because it's secondary effect because you're, you're creating minerals and then you got to sell them and then you got to, then you RMT the ISC. I, I think that's probably short-sighted, but I don't think he was saying they don't care. I just think he's, I think he was trying to say that they're right. focusing their resources on what they see as the biggest threat, which is the direct botting to ISC to RMT uh, yeah. pipeline. Well, that on the totem pole of botting, that's near the bottom, I think, is what he's getting at. There's there's much bigger, much bigger things to go after first. And, you know, it's not that they don't care about it. It's just they only have so many resources to go after the bots. So they're going after the bots that hurt the game the most first. Once they eliminate them, then they'll work their way down the chain. 
Right. And as, as much, I know, I know we hit on botting all the time. I know the player base hits on botting all the time. But the chat has mentioned this, and I will just say this. Look, when you compare cheating in EVE to cheating in other games, we are nowhere near as bad. And the company has focused, I think, a lot harder, a lot more resources on this in the last year or so, and the numbers are starting to come down. They'd still need to do the work, but I think it, they're, the, the idea that they're not doing anything or that botting is okay or it's being winked at, which had been uh, a belief in the community as, as recently as last year, I don't think you can say that's true anymore. Uh, I don't think it was ever true, really, but I think the perception is starting to match reality that they are working hard. And I think some of the things that they are talking about doing, in particular, the one thing that I liked that they mentioned on the stream yesterday was we're changing that report isk spammer, oh. which has not been a thing in 10 years. <laughs> I, I didn't know if they said that bot. publicly. I was scared to say it. <laughs> well, I'm happy they finally said it because yeah, it's like yeah. this This is this is something to make it easier for us to, be, to help police this, and we'll do yeah. it. I think the players have already demonstrated that. So I was very pleased to have them say that. But anyway, all right, gentlemen, we are at the at the 50-minute mark. I, I wanted to tell you guys this before we started the show. This meta show, you're going to get a little more value. We've got a lot of other stuff that we still have to do. It's been so a busy we're going to run over week, today. Just be ready for it. Uh, but we're going to keep these guys if they want to stick around. But we're going to talk about 49 Tech. We're going to talk about war stuff. And we're going to, and actually, do you want to go into Cool Kids mode before we do this too? Uh, Yeah, actually. And that'll right. give me a chance to... Uh, try to wash all the minerals out of my hair. <laughs> there you go. All right, everybody. We're going to go to the Nelsuk Power Hour and talk about the War Week 13. All right, and we are back. Uh, Asher, if you are still awake after all of this moon mining talk. Hi. How are you? 50 minutes. You made me th sit I'm through. I'm sorry. I'm 50 sorry. You weren't on camera. Minutes. You weren't on camera. I 50 minutes of mining sympathy. talk. I just, I've been, I've been arguing about the Holocaust on Eve Reddit. So it's been <laughs> much. Let me, let me put it this way: the Holocaust has been a more enjoyable topic than uh, 50 minutes of Eve mining. That's look, all I have to say. I know that. I know that normally we spend a lot of time with the fun stuff. Sometimes you got to eat your peas before you can get to the steak. You got to. I mean, to like almost twelve hundred kind of people risk? watched that, right? I'm a ribeye so. fan. Ribeye. Rib that's guy. a that's a good man. Uh, that's the that's the steak that'll tell you the most about the steakhouse is the ribeye. You know, that's true. That is legit. Absolutely. Anyone can 100%. make a decent filet mignon, um, yep. but the ribeye well, is where the artist's history comes. I want something with some fat. Well, the trick with the filet is you order it black and blue, and only the really good places can do that well you know the most overrated cut is the new york strip it's just absolutely what a, what a worthless cut that is why is it so expensive i don't get it i don't because, you know because a good sirloin is basically the same as a fucking good steak, yeah so they, you can get away with yep. it all right um anyway like let's talk, by let's the talk way, about spaceships like everything else up, in new york please, overrated talk about spaceships blowing up <laughs> come at me new yorkers hey <laughs> Spaceships blowing up. We oh had my god! We had well, a minor a minor fight that I didn't think was a big fight. We had a giant big fight on Wednesday. Uh, you want to walk us through what happened both nights, and and we can talk about it. Both nights. Wait, what other night are we talking about? I guess we we're talking about like, starting with the, in, the warm up the night before. Are we starting with NDII and then oh, going oh, into 49? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. NDII. I just wanted to see what they would do. Like that was. Uh, like uh, credit to them, they got they got we killed the student of dreads, but they killed like ten faxes, and and a lot of that was due to the miscommunication. We just had like we had, we had our Baltic fleet jump in, and then every fax went went triage like unbeknownst to me, and apparently unbeknownst to the FC. So that that's our fault. Like we we gave up about five more faxes than we had to. 
Um, but that, yeah, that's it, it just kind of war. That that kind of fight is like, um, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, you, you don't want to lose any fight, but sometimes you're you're willing to go in and see just to see what happens, right? Um, so that one, yeah, that was fine. Um, the we were outnumbered about two to one on that one, and interestingly enough, in forty nine U, we were outnumbered about two to one as well. Um, so that's uh, that seems to be about the playing field that we're we're dealing with. Um, I like the battle report to forty nine tech for folks that yeah. may or may not have seen it. So forty nine, uh, we wanted to go in there, uh, nuke the dreads, and then get out. Uh, and the, you know, with a PDS, you can clear bubbles. Uh, you just kill Hictors, and, and then you can you can sort of moonwalk out of there. Um, unfortunately for us, the PDS did not turn on. So, and that's just like uh, when you're metal liminal storms, happens. right? Yeah, yeah like you gotta roll a dice. That, that, that's yeah, one of those things you're... I was talking about earlier. Is like you know, CCB already has metal metal liminal storms in the game, which is their their code, right? Like you know, yeah. what's the server weather today? <laughs> like, are, are the Fortisars gonna work? Like, you can have you can have a fight that you're perfectly cool with, and you're like ready to yeah. go, and you got a cool plan, and then you like press the button that has worked in every other fight, and then abruptly, the button doesn't work. You're like, yeah. oh, we're going to lose 17 super carriers about it. Like, Yeah, I, I didn't think we lost that many. Like, I wrote an AR, and I, I thought we'd lost around, like I don't know, like 12 or 13. Um, so it was a bummer. It was a bummer to lose that many. But, uh, you know, I, I I don't think, like, we killed, what did it come, 90 dreads, something like that? Um, yeah, it was pretty significant. I didn't even actually, yeah. like, dig through the formal, like, the, the, when we finally got I think, to see. I, w I was just really proud. Like, I love it when we have a fight that not only, like, manages to, like, frag the servers because we're trying to kill each other so hard, yeah. though I don't like that. I wish they wouldn't. But also, Z-Kill goes down for hours. So this fight was yeah. kind of cool because yeah. we're all like, we have no idea who won. That, we have that's no idea. Like, we, yeah, like, Dude, we, wasn't we, it better? Like, you know, like, this is a serious topic. It was, it was seriously better. That Z kill didn't exist. Don't you guys think like the moment that Z kill yeah. didn't exist and both sides are like, yeah, yeah, we won. Everyone was happy. Like it, that was something like, and uh, I, I obviously already have a problem with Z kill. The way it values supers is not like indicative of reality. So I knew even if even if like the fight had gone the way that we wanted it to go, it would have been it would have on the Z kill it would have looked uh, more like a draw. And the vendetta um, wouldn't have helped anything anyway. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. care about that at all. Like, oh, we're space you know, chats, uses, whatever. He uses CCP's numbers for supers and titans. But, well, you know, those, when you those go are to, not in, right. Well, I, 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 I understand, but that's where he gets them from. Okay, the other well, part is, <clears throat> how did you manage to lose 300 sabers? I just we felt like it. Wondering. It was waterboarding. Like, <laughs> okay. like Fair enough. straight up, straight up, it was waterboarding. Like we, we yeah. went old school. So like we have we have huge caches of toys, including obviously sabers, uh, and uh, we have like oh, we, have these, we have these go boxes uh, yeah. kind of. We like this. so we just like we just brought in. I think it was five go boxes. Like at the, I know in the middle of the fight, I think, and uh, and just just sort of putting them on. Um, it's had, like a crazy case, many. but like, for dictators. <laughs> we fed too okay. many. Like yeah, I would have. It, it would have been better enough. off. I just, like, to I just do... woke up and saw that, and I was yeah. like, "Holy cow!" Yeah, there'll be, there'll how do you lose for this? Yeah. So, so uh, the we, thing about Fountain Frank gets here, we'll have a rational explanation for. What I happened. think. The, I think the lesson. Oh, go ahead, Nomin. Dunk is in chat here with a good comment, which is that. People had fun on all sides. Now, yeah, regardless exactly. of who won or lost, that was a meat grinder of a fight. It was a great <laughs> yeah. old fight. But and you know what? I'll tell that's, you this. That I is what we need to see some. more of because I, yeah. win I or lose, really everybody loves a good meat grinder. 
Yeah, the, yeah, the tie-dye wasn't so. too bad. Like, I, I was... Uh, we I, only I, were there for, like, four or five hours. I mean, I was sat <laughs> yeah. in 20-hour tie-dye fights. This was oh, not yeah. that it, bad. It, it, it was pretty chill. I mean, it's, it's a damn shame about the PDS, but, like, I would take that fight on a heartbeat, right? Again, like, if I, I could yeah. do that right again and press the button of, like, in terms of alliance leader authorizing people, you know, weapons-free, <laughs> whatever. Like, I mean, I... Uh, I don't think we made a secret about the fact that like I actually dusted off a couple of my Titans and like I haven't actually gotten my Titans up to spec yet and I had one of them on mittens up to spec and then I put a lot of work into that to, to get ready to use them and unfortunately you know on all sides like when when the node is that shitty nobody is going to put Titans on the field right so like you you test with the escalation chain and whatever but I, I have hopes that we're, we're close to like a, a big gritty like fuck fest of a fight that like keeps going and I had a blast it was that you know that shit fucking owned I, I think that I, I we mentioned that the uh, that we couldn't that the PDS didn't turn on at first. Mm -hmm. Then we eventually got it turned on and it wouldn't turn off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 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 PDS was just a really well. God's giveth the well. God's taketh <laughs> yeah. away. You know, it's, we, uh, we had the same issue with it. One of our supers had let a smart bomb go off and he couldn't turn it off. And he ended up. <laughs> I think he got down to ten percent armor before uh, he finally uh, lost his weapons timer and, and retethered up and didn't die. Yeah. So there, there was there was some uh, some some clench butt cheeks uh, in the chat a couple times uh, during that. During don't that don't turn on a module you like you want to ever turn off in that kind of fight. Like that's yeah. the sort of rule of thumb. Um, you're probably never going to turn your guns off until something dies, right? Like that's just just how it works in those big tight fights. Um, I think I think we're happy to take those kind of fights. Uh, I think that the next time the PDS will work. Um, I think that that's a lot of dreads killed, and I think we could have, you know, we could have put ourselves in a situation where we, well, we did put ourselves in a situation where we could have lost less supers. We just got unlucky on that one. So, you know, congrats to Bappy on that. Like, that's, uh, I'm sure that they're really happy. Our guys are really happy. Um, I'll do it again soon. Yeah, I think there'll be another one. Um, and, I mean, uh, I hope. I don't know. Like, my, my fear is, is that these guys will, like, I, I don't think the big entities will, but, like, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to get, like, scared of resource shortages or whatever, but, like, we have more than enough supers and dreads that uh, I'm, like, I'm a big fan of primarying by poverty. So, like, one of the things that's tough in a big fight like this or in general when you're, you're, you're dealing with... Uh, different entities paying different prices for different ships is finding out, uh, and I think we found out this out in the middle of that fight. Uh, that I, Asher, do you remember was that was that on the Horde side? Who was who was selling fitted Nixes for thirty eight billion esque? That's like thirty five million esque Corbins, but like even worse. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. But like they, you know, we found out that the bad guys are paying like up to, and I'm I, I assume that. Most of them are at least in the the early 30s and not not in the the, the higher 30s, uh, but like you know, finding out that the bad guys are paying like almost twice as much as we are for for supers is just like I don't even know. I saw a bunch of nerds mad, mad on Reddit about like Asher saying that something costs like three and a half dreads or whatever. Like there's a whole bunch of like really uh, lame people who are going hey, you said this math was going to go to this number and you know you said there was going to cost this or it was going to cost that but it's obvious that our shit costs way less between like 40 and 50 percent depending upon the hull than what the bads are paying uh and i'm totally cool with that like i will I, absolutely trade super carriers if you I guys are paying 38 billion for a fucking yeah, super i think most <laughs> of ours are, poor. are about 30 to 35 somewhere around there so it's I don't think 38 is probably... 30 to 35 is is still... Uh, I mean, it's, I it's know, more than we did. It's, quite, it's, it's quite still hilarious. It's like, it's way more here, here's like, here's my thought. And I, don't, I, yeah, I don't know why... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why the, like... Uh, 
like this is my personal theory but like I, we used to have like a guy who was sort of like our builder mm-hmm. in goons and he basically set the price because there was very little competition he was just the builder and he was kind of blessed by leadership like way back then or you know what i mean and, and and i've noticed in some other alliances that they 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 have like a lack of competition so although we do get cheaper inputs to some degree I don't think it's. I don't think that the advantage is all in that we like we mine it so it's free type stuff. I think it's that we um, we have a lot of competition. And I think it's probably because I was thinking about this. People view the Imperium as sort of the most industrial alliance, right? And so if your goal is to be a space builder, like I want to be a guy who builds the Titans, right? Where would you go? Like if you're just joining the game, you would go to the Imperium if that's your lifetime goal. So we have lots of people who build ships. So when you have 15 producers, they have to compete and get the price down to a relatively reasonable level compared to if the other alliance has one or two, you don't get nearly as much competition. That's what I was actually kind of thinking about the other day when I was trying to consider why the prices are Why certain. they can have 35 millionist cormorants for Horde is because there aren't people in Horde selling cormorants for like a civilized price, right? You know what I'm it, so it, happy yeah. about? I'm so happy we talked 50 hours about mining and now we can talk about industry. Yeah, we did there it. There you go. We did it. Uh, the circle is unbroken. There oh we go. My God. Back to the beginning. <laughs> so, our, so Asher... Do you think it's it's more likely or less likely that we're going to see the big one? And I thought some of us thought this might have been the big one that we were going to yeah. go all in Titans and everything. Do you think that because we've already we we finally got this this escalation chain out of the way that we're more likely to see that soon, or do you think it's still far off? I mean, I think that I think this war is going to end up being a series of big ones, right? It's going to be engagements where one side you know decides to cut its losses and makes an extraction whether that's clean or or dirty they'll still get out like there's too many ships to kill you know um to kill a fleet you know you're not going to kill a fleet of titans now you could kill 50 it's got to be a grind right like it's going to be us grinding them down and them grinding us down right and and eventually one side breaks right it's it's not going to be like there's not going to be like one fight where everything happens. I, I think that you're going to see more of these 49s, uh, 49 tech style battles, and hopefully the server weather works. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that there are so many supers and heavy hardware on all sides right. that you just can't kill them all in, in you know, it, it's going to be at least like 10 fights, basically. And, and especially, you know, I think that the bad guys have been uh, very open about the fact that they're unwilling to hit our shit in Keepstart. Like, they don't want to attack our Keepstars. Maybe they'll wait 35 days after getting an iHub there. And, like, the whole Villy and Piggles, like, will take forever to do a thing uh, and hope that PanFam cleans up all the, the, the random Citadels. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be multiple multiple fights. Uh, if I had hopefully. this kind of advantage, if I had two times the numbers and three times the overall pilots in my coalition, I would be pushing through every gate. Like, I don't, like, yeah. like, like I, I just, it's just, you know, not in my DNA to play it that safe. Right. And I, it might be the correct play. Like, that might be the correct play. I obviously, I have some reservations about it. But but you don't know you don't know until it's over right you don't know if, if playing it safe and just taking the incremental approaches is the best way or not but to me like if I had those numbers I would have pushed I would have gone through those gates I would have like I would be going in on the keep stars uh, I would try to get things done and I mean if, if I was in charge of their attack I would have uh, invaded I mean it's too late because it's you know three months in but when their forces yeah. are still fresh I would have immediately like you know if they were if they had enough keep stars lying around to coward yeah. they around like 
15 keep star jumps or whatever to avoid going through a regional gate because yeah. lame uh i would have big dick bollard it and just immediately dropped a couple keep stars in like npc delve and then tried to helicopter dick everything right but i would have done that from the get-go right like day one july 6th bam do you you remember me telling you like three weeks before the the official start of the war that that was like my number one fear that was was, that's why we're talking about on the meta show now it's three months later now it's sort of safe because the the moment (laughs) has passed and villy done fucked up (laughs) but i I told you like that we were we were not ready like they could have blitzkrieg oh yeah if they if they went hard at us uh right when we were still like withdrawing from cloud ring or something like that we would have we would have been up shit creek but uh the whole like villy like slow and steady and you know oh i'm a very serious person let me fill out a nato op form like whatever the fuck uh yeah so with the uh, that's, that's a pan fam op form not nato (laughs) (laughs) with the uh to get that big titan fight um that kind of requires cooperation from both sides yeah um like if you look at x47 that was both sides kept their subcaps out of x47 until the supers were in place and that's basically what held things up in 49 there were so many subcaps clogging up the system that the tie-dye got too bad, the server started to break down, and it gets to an environment where nobody's going to throw Titans in there. And they're, they're and damn near so, irrelevant, too, you know, the sub right. like at that Right, point, all they're doing is clogging up the they're, server. They're, I mean, they're shooting dictors. They were shooting 300 dictors. Like, that was, like, no. the... <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, the, the purpose. But, like, you could... Yeah, it, you almost have to... And it's a good point. You almost have to, like, agree... Like sort of, I don't know if we call it a gentleman's agreement or just like a server agreement. But well, it's if it, if you if you want if you if one side wants the other to throw down with titans, they have to create a server environment that makes that possible. Yeah, because they're like we we were looking at it during that fight, and we're like, there's just no way you put you know you put three titan fleets in here. This server is done. Like this server is right. done. People are like trapped in space. Um, it just didn't make any sense. So and that's and that's the thing. Like one of the things I think that made X forty seven and ULX work is that it was primarily a Titan fight. I mean, when we dropped the super heavy tackle on the Titans with with yeah. uh, supers, I mean they didn't they didn't need fighters. We were just going in to, to tackle. Uh, having that many super carriers on grid with that many fighters out, that's all kinds of extra lag, all kinds of extra stuff uh, that 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 the server has to deal with. And I know that. I know I and others on the CSM, and I, I, I'm not going to speak for Anam and Ken, they can say if they did it or not, uh, brought up the bounty issue that I know people talked about. The bounties, yeah. the bounty calls in these big, really 10% tie-dye fights are completely unnecessary. They should turn the bounty system off when it hits 10% tie-dye, or just turn it off, period. I don't. But we got angry mustache on here. Have you heard his idea? He should pitch it. Like, What's your idea, angry mustache? Uh, calculated downtime. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. That would be fine. I don't think anybody would complain about that. You know, Wait, what? Calculated downtime? What is this? Run the bounties for the day at downtime. Oh, calculate the bounties at downtime. Instead of doing it immediately and processing Why the fuck don't it. they do that? Right. Like, easy. Exactly. Well, I I mean, I, I, would would anyone here care if the bounty system got removed? Would no. you even notice? No. No. Nope. So, at, to anyone in Twitch chat care? Lag for no reason, yeah. To credit yeah. to CCP, it is, even though we see those calls piling up and the, the client waiting on them, it's not clear... Um, that those are actually blocking anything else. It's 
they're definitely slow, they're definitely adding to the load, but what their actual impact in is something that I think we as players mostly don't have access to. So supposedly um, they're, they're, they're like the lowest priority, right? But, right. but it's a not, if it's non-zero, that's enough reason to turn yeah, them off. Exactly. We were when still getting bounty notifications. We were still getting right. bounty notifications in sub 10% tie-dye, which means that they're going. Like right. the, the, the server still said, I have the ability to run this, and then it did it like in the middle of ten, like sub ten percent tie dye. So right, and when it, once once the server hits that ten percent tie dye mark, you know people talk about worse than ten percent tie dye. Tie dye does not go past ten percent. It hits ten percent, and then the and server then the starts to break in. like it does yeah. before before we had tie dye. Exactly. So once you hit ten percent, this there are a whole bunch of things. Probably more than see this is more CCP's job to name what they are, but there are things you can start turning off that don't really impact, that, or that nobody cares about in a fight that bad. Yeah. And you can like you can recover those CPU cycles and put them into the fight where it matters. And We're yeah. boring mittens again. we got to change the subject. When, when people say <laughs> He's got the bug people... eye look uh, uh, of we're talking techie stuff. He doesn't want to hear it. So, I, I, I'm doing my best. Um, right, would you guys? Right, do you guys want a, uh, an actual war update now? It's, I think it's probably about that. Time. I, I think we need an expert. I mean, we, we, we like we've been too busy talking. Yeah, uh, we someone who's really truthy. War update. We, we've heard from Asher. Now let's get an expert. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So here we go. War update time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a real war update. Everything has moved around again. Let me fix it. Mittens, you need to go back where you go, and uh, and Kenneth can go up here. Let's get the side of his head so it's cropped out. That magnificent beard should not be cropped out. we got to fix that. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, ladies, I, I, I want to say hi, and I wanted to introduce you to my new friend. Because the fighting has moved from Fountain and is now... Inquirious, I wanted to introduce you to one of the most important people in Quirious. He is our new mascot for the Quirious campaign. Quirious George. George. The F1 monkey. He's here <laughs> to sit on my shoulder while we talk about what happened in Quirious and 49 Tech. So George, as an F1 monkey, was probably in a rogue in that fight. But I know that everybody has talked about how important this fight was because it was finally a super fight. That's not the important. That's not the important. And that's not why this fight was taken either. I'm going to explain to you why this fight was taken. And the man is here. The man who made the call is here. And you know why? This fight, this fight was all about making Isk for one dude. And that dude's name is Asher Elias. And you know why? Look at this. Look at this. Look at these sabers. Ken, get your head out of the way. Sabers. 
243 Sabres died in 49 tech. 18 billion, almost 19 billion isk. You know why? Asher's got a Sabre BPO. <laughs> He's got a Sabre BPO. He probably the one that Bob had mm-hmm. that started the T20 thing mm-hmm. all those years ago. And he needed ISK. So what do you think we do? We Holocaust 243 Sabres. It was the Sabre feed of all time. Inquirious to make sure that Asher made some ISK. The deep Caldari state wants to know your location. I'm telling you. (laughs) This is what happens when we let Asher play industry. We get feeds like this. All I'm waiting for now is Dave Archer to be revealed as owning a Jackdaw BPO, and then we'll know why that happens. <laughs> then we'll know. That'll be the proof. Uh, I, I'm just saying. I'm just you're saying. Just, you're, just, you're just asking questions. You're just asking questions. That's it. Uh, All right. I actually, we had, it, we had an FC, actually two FCs, uh, like five <laughs> years ago. They ran a doctrine called Cattle Cruisers, and boy, this was a bad doctrine. It was like brood, real Brudixes, and I don't even remember. It was it was Battle Cruisers, and they built them all, sold them all, and then whelped them all, and it, it, it just seemed really incestuous. Well, I've made a real point. That, well, I also hate industry, but even if I didn't, I don't want to import and sell you know, my own doctrines because just for this reason, because it is, it is really, it's really bad when, when you, you whelp a fleet and then you sell the next one. Exactly. All Play right. Hikari so lied. That is, that is today's war update with Fountain Frag. And Quirious George. And Quirious George. <laughs> Quirious who will, George. Who will, the F1 monkey who will be coming back. I'm sure as we keep fighting in Quirious, he's going to be Frank. on hand for all the big fights. So how, we're ready to how go. much how much does your family Frank how much does your family like have to deal with you putting on elaborate costumes buying props making sets filming your video what do they think about this when you're like yeah I'm about to make my spaceship you know <laughs> communications officer video could you be quiet for the next hour let's just say that all all of the iPhones and iPads in my house are connected and you can pull up the photos on one and it, it shows the role for everybody huh. And my wife has asked me more than one occasion, what what are these pictures? What are you doing in the backyard in a in a, in a Fountain <laughs> Frank outfit sitting yeah. on the chair? She asked yeah. that all the time. So yes, this this has become a little bit embarrassing. But you know what? It could be worse. I could be sitting here with a stuffed animal on my shoulder. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know you have you. a good wife when she stops asking. She just shakes her head and just flicks to the next one. Exactly right. All right, everybody. We'll go back. Okay. You guys can go back to chatting about the war. Thank you, Frank. Chris will be back shortly. This was Front and Frank. Yeah, Aquarius George is amazing. There is uh, probably one of my, uh, just a brief shout out for people that like missed the various excitement uh, this last week. Um, on last week's Crying in Stations, I guess it was, uh, the Pappy people started calling themselves like the Anaconda people or something or other and like trying to rename their coalition to like the Anacondas this or whatever. And it was a, a, an absolutely like terrible name. So, of course, we took it and we ran with it. And on the, the somethingawful.com thread, there's this guy who we're calling Aquarius George 
who was like anaconda this anaconda that he made like 20 fucking posts referring to the anaconda coalition how they're totally going to strangle the imperium uh and then i think all the the crying and stations crew tried to act like it didn't happen they moved away from the whole snake people you know no standing up because uh snakes and uh the guy just had the most amazing backpedal going like oh we never called it that this is a thing that you goons did we never called it anaconda no step so, on snack no step on snack uh all right guys well thanks a lot uh next week will probably be a uh, black shirt meta show just to make sure that i don't go insane uh we will be continuing to grind through the implications of this though because while i might not be able to pay attention to industry or mining for very long the important question here is what's it going to do to the chessboard and who is going to get screwed and that is always what we're trying to analyze whenever ccp swings the nerf bat what regions are up what regions are down who's fucked who's up who's down we'll figure it out we will hit on this again next week and see if there's been any movement from ccp about uh some of the more uh exciting nuances of the industry rebalance uh that's all i got all right everybody thank you for joining us you've got you got an extra 17 minutes of the meta show today so thank your lucky stars you got more content we provided even more smug than usual uh, I want to thank Kenneth Feld, Nominate, Asher, and Angry Mustache for joining us. Thank you, guys. I think this was probably the the, the, the best roundtable we could have put together. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, today was September 26th. This is the Meta Show. I'm your host, Bruce Grabal, alongside the Mitanni, Pinecones, Delenda Est, and you stay classy, New Eve. I've got to, I've got to ask real quick. Go ahead. Is go it, ahead, t- right. is it tinfoil to suggest that CCP is making industry changes just to torture mittens? <laughs> I, I think it's possible. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. They've found my weakness at last. They've found my weakness at last. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right, guys. We'll see you next see you episode. All next week. Thanks for coming.